Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'll keep it short, as you are going to be listening to me a lot on this episode. This is my 2022 annual reflection. But I'll be honest, as I was recording it, it ended up being almost like a 2020, 2021, 2022 reflection, where I actually... As I was doing my reflection, I, I realized that it almost feels like the last three years have been just one long initiation. And 2022 was the final chapter of some pretty big breakthroughs and some pretty big awarenesses that I think are going to cement the last three years as um, one of the most powerful initiations I think I've ever had into adulthood, into masculinity into more sovereignty, more power, more groundedness, and more love. And I'm excited to share these takeaways with you. As always, I'm pretty raw and vulnerable in them. And oftentimes, you know, I do my reflections, but I'm never really sure what's going to come through in the episodes. And this this one was no different. So I talk about a lot of things that I didn't actually plan to talk about, a lot of different awarenesses and and a few tools and a few perspectives that I think were so monumental for me that, and I share them with here, I share them with you guys too. So I hope it's helpful. I hope it inspires you to, to lean into difficulty and challenge and adversity with an open heart, knowing that all of these initiations that life might present us with are here to just help us grow into more love. At the end of the day, that's what life wants of you, just more of your heart, more love, more surrender and letting go of attachments to things that aren't actually truly rooted in love. So I love you guys. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps, all that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Tag me on social, shoot me a message on how these episodes are landing. And um, yeah, just sending you lots and lots and lots of love as you're kicking off the new year and getting ready for an epic 2023. So without further ado, here is the... Amazing Georgina and myself for 2022's annual reflection episode. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this very special episode of Stay Grounded with my dear friend, Georgina. Hello. Hello, Raj. Hello, everyone. Stoked. 2022-2022. The early reflections are interesting for me because I actually feel like the last three yearly reflections I published, 2020, 2021, and 2022, now that I can like look back above it all, I can see like a serious journey and an arc of what was happening. Maybe not at, like, I guess in my life 
I could see so many commonalities for, well, I could see a lot of patterns in each year and how 2022 was almost like the final chapter of a three year long initiation. Uh-huh. And, you know, as I, maybe we can start there around the idea of initiations. Cause I think that, you know, it's really easy to feel happy and grounded and loving and nourished when things are great when everything is following to plan, when everything is just on track. But I find that staying grounded inside of those cycles of intensity or prolonged periods of challenge or prolonged periods of time when your identity is sort of being challenged in a lot of ways, like where who you were is not really who you're stepping into and there's a lot of growth happening. I think those are the periods where I find the tools and practices and philosophies to stay grounded matter the most. And as I look back at my year, like it, it's so clear, like there were three or four specific tools and practices that helped me see more light than dark, that helped me love myself in deeper ways and actually step into where I'm at today, which is just I actually feel like I can wrap up this chapter of chapter of suffering, not suffering, but challenge. I can wrap it up and be like, okay, you know what? Like this chapter was beautiful and I'm really grateful for who I've become and it's time to step into something new. So I'm really excited. I love how you've, you know, really right from the start, we're just emphasizing the power and the the benefit of reflection in this way, because as you say, you, you've able, been able to look back over this time period and see this journey that you've taken, make sense of it and be able to say, there's almost like a line in the sand of in a transition. Now you can say one chapter is closing another one's opening. And you don't necessarily recognize that when you're not reflecting or getting introspective. You Sometimes these, these shifts and changes can just pass you by. You don't realize the doors that you've walked through. So I think that's such a powerful way to start this episode is by just reminding people why you're reflecting in the first place and the benefit that it gives you. I think awareness is the most powerful medicine of all. Hands down, mm-hmm. I've tried everything. I have tried all the tools. I've read the books. I've gone to the experiences and the healing retreats. And to me, awareness is the most powerful medicine because when you are aware, you can choose to do anything you want with that awareness. But if you're unaware, you are at the mercy of life. If you are unaware, you are just following down this path, thinking that life is happening to you without truly actually connecting to the truth that life is not happening to you. Life is not happening for you. Life is just life. And your opportunity to respond to life is 100% dependent upon your level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so as Mm -hmm. we continue raising our awareness of how our life is responding to our energy, to our choices, to the way that we live, to the way that we interact, to the way that we speak, you give yourself the power that I think we're all craving in some way, shape, or form, this power to not be swayed by life. Like if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you want to find ways to stay grounded. Like you want to find ways to be in a solid spot no matter what's going on. 
-hmm. And that to me can only be found when you elevate your level of awareness to see what is actually happening at a grand scale. Right. And, and coming back to this idea of initiations, like I think we're all initiated in some way, shape or form, whether we do it willingly or unwillingly. Right. Like indigenous cultures truly actually revered, you know, initiations from boy to child to young man to young man to adult, adult to elder. These initiations are, are a part of life you know, just from a developmental standpoint, but then we're also all just dealt cards that are opportunities for us to continue rising, whether it's an initiation in health, whether you got a cancer diagnosis or a challenging health diagnosis of some sorts that's forcing you to make changes in your life, or it's a relationship breakup, which was my first initiation really into stepping into a, a deeper, more connected, grounded way of existing or their work initiations where the pandemic came in and pulled the rug out from underneath you, or you have business challenges or the recession is ha or whatever the noise is and your challenge that's in front of you is your initiation. And I think for me, that's been very, that's been the commonality of being able to look at all of these challenges that have been dealt or given over the last three years as opportunities to rise and opportunities to dig even deeper within myself so that I can actually access a part of me that will never die, that can never be swayed, so that I can access principles that are universal in nature, right? Like, I, I think that reflection for me has given me an opportunity to find my medicine inside of the awareness instead of something outside of me. Just the simple art of me knowing the patterns, the truths, the commonalities between all of my challenges has given me a profound level of, of safety and security and knowing that as I continue getting challenges, I have a toolbox that is very much equipped to grow with me. So mm -hmm. it's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. So you, you were talking about initiations. It would be cool if you could track some of the initiations that you've experienced in this journey to help us understand how they've taken you to the place you are at now. And actually maybe it'd be useful if you could just quickly summarize, where do you feel you you landed at the end of 2022? Like how would you have just described yourself and defined your life at that point? So tell us the, tell us the end point to start with and we can backtrack then to understand how you got there. I think where I feel right now is I feel very empowered. Mm -hmm. I don't feel a victim bone in my body. I don't feel like anything bad has happened to me. I don't feel, I actually just feel really clear. I see the choices that I made that led to me experiencing the challenges that I have, you know, challenges are challenges, but I see actually like where I'm at today is not feeling like life is throwing me around into a washing machine. I don't feel that because I feel like I've, connected to a higher level of awareness that's allowing me to see the bigger picture. So like that's how I feel today. I feel more connected, more calm, more present, more in love, all of it. And if I look back two years ago, you know, I don't like, let me just paint the picture, you know, beginning of 2020. So let me just paint this picture. At the end of December, 2020, I thought I was getting ready to have the greatest financial year of my life in 2021. 
I had all the plans. I had several opportunities lined up. Everything was like, it looked like the rocket ship was about to take off. And right around that time is when Gina and I also started dating. So I saw like, it was like everything was right, like literally rocket ships. Little did I know that January of 2021, the month after would be the initiation. It's like, yes, these incredible beings came into my life or these incredible things were happening. But January of 2021, I had every opportunity that I was like excited about fell through. Like lost tons of money. Like I've talked about some of the challenges that I was having over the last several years, like business challenges, dealt with a, a lawsuit. I got, you name like my company that I was trying to exit and sell fell through two weeks before the signing date. I mean, you name the challenge I was experiencing. I was experiencing it in work. And then in relationship, Gina was just triggering every attachment wound that I had. Like I had anxious attachment patterns. I was, it was like, I had these two incredible mirrors of like, okay, like I'm just feeling this opportunity to either lean in or retreat. And we all have those opportunities, right? Lean in or retreat. And when I think about the journey, I see now very clearly, like beginning 2022, like when I got out of that year of 2021, I think at the end of 2021, my annual reflection was about trust because I, I was going through all these challenges and like, I just kept getting dealt these magical little like opportunities to like make some money or to like pull through or to think, turn things. It was like, very beautiful opportunities of trusting. 2022 though, was about me going deeper into my shadow, which was like, okay, Raj, like what is the unconscious energy or pattern that you have in your life that is leading to you feeling like life needs to be different than it actually is. And like, that was the inquiry. Like I read a book in January called existential kink, which was about, finding pleasure in your misery instead of pain. And it was a radically, because the concept of the book is that you are creating it anyways. Like there's something in you that's bringing this in. So until you can actually find pleasure in your pain, you're not going to be able to change. And sexual energy is one of the most powerful alchemical forces of them all. And so it was a really interesting concept to me, but it kind of sparked the journey of I then settled a lawsuit with money that I really didn't have. I then started going down the route of going deeper into, you know, healing for my, myself in relationship. And, uh, yeah, it was just like the first half of the year, I just felt like it was me leaning in deeper and deeper and deeper to like, okay, like I'm done being a victim. Second half of the year was okay. Now that I'm done being a victim, how can I step into my full power? What does being a healthy masculine leader in his full power actually look like? Uh, yeah, so we're halfway through the year and you're noticing that you have this fear of life isn't as you expect it to be. There's almost this entitlement piece that is lingering. So can you talk a little bit about where that kind of originates from how did you heal that how did that show up for you because I know that was a big part of your the first part of your year 
Yeah, I think entitlement is an interesting energetic signature for men because I think I think culturally, maybe societally, men in general are we tend to be an entitled species. I think just from like a we tend to expect things to be a certain way. Whether it's easy, we expect women to like us for who we are because we're providers. We expect there's a lot of expectations that I think are tied up into entitlement. But I think more than that, I think there's an underlying fear that we're not allowing ourselves to feel that causes the entitlement to show up. So like, for example, if I feel entitled to a certain level of success because I've put in all the time and work and energy, right? I mm-hmm. feel entitled. There's actually a deeper underlying root fear that like I find for myself that being entitled and like getting something in my hand was actually a bypass for me to feel safe and secure in my abilities. Like this entitlement was actually an energy of fear, not really an energy of like anything else. Expectation entitlement was an energy of like, love me as I am because I'm, I'm afraid that I actually don't have what it takes to get what I actually want. So there's this interesting belief system that's playing underneath entitlement that I think all of us have to some degree. And I think a path of healing and masculine leadership is to me learning to let go of that is to actually like find true confidence in who you are and come back to congruence and results. Like, just because you showed up amazingly on your first date doesn't mean that she's expected to be there with you for life. It's it's a moment-to-moment experience. Just because you had success in one business and you put in 20 years of work into developing something and it everything fell through, like, doesn't mean that you are entitled to retirement. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks a lot that... You put in 30, like Jerry, you know, my mentor, this is a great example. It sucks that you put in 37 years of your life into a career and then at the end, something happens. That sucks, right? But living in the entitlement and the misery and the expectations of stops you from actually stepping into just taking action and creating the reality that you want. And when we're stuck in that victim energy, that entitled energy, you can't actually make changes. You can't be a sovereign leader. You can't actually go out there and look at each moment, moment to moment. Like you're living in the past. And if you're living in the past, you're not actually creating a reality in the future. You're just reliving the past in the moment. And that was what I was finding myself doing. Like even in relationship, like I found myself having entitlement around, gosh, like I've done so much in the early years of our relationship. That should be enough. There's all these things I did, but I wasn't actually connecting to the truth that like I wasn't showing up in the way that I wanted to be showing up in the moment, which was creating a lot of tension in our relationship for the first half of the year. Tons of like with Gina and I, we were just like, I felt so triggery the whole time. And it wasn't until I actually made the, I had a, a journey in June with uh, my now coach, Amy Albright. 
And that was the big takeaway. It's like, I'm just done feeling like, I'm just done feeling this way of like, I'm entitled to a reality that's different because it's keeping me stuck. It's keeping me stuck in not creating new businesses. It's keeping me stuck in like blaming other people and feeling betrayed. It's keeping me stuck in like, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. And I just didn't want that anymore. And so the second half of the year was about doing the work to lean into this initiation so that I could actually rise into a higher level of consciousness that was not operating in entitlement and fear and expectation. It was all about results. Am I showing up? Am I doing the work and finding pleasure in the effort than the time put in or the metric that doesn't matter? Like, you know, I, I think, um, like in relationship, I know this for sure. Like, I think people look at like years you've been together as the, the metric. That's not the metric. The metric is, are you leaning into your relationship to make it the best it's ever been today? And I was in a nine year relationship on paper, but technically I realized I was actually in a one year relationship that relived itself nine times. And I think those are the metrics that I think I'm now starting to challenge. Just because I put five years of effort into entrepreneuring does not mean I'm deserving of any thing. If I didn't do the right stuff, if I didn't make the right decisions, if I didn't do my due diligence before going into deals, if I didn't like none of that, like every experience this year has brought me back into connecting deeper with taking radical ownership. And to me, that is and embodying that has been the way that I feel like I've become grounded because now I can just be inside of all the challenges of life and not feel like I'm like, I can just connect to like, I don't, I used to fear feeling like a disappointment. And now that I've felt all that, I've allowed myself to feel the shame of hurting other people, of letting people down, of making the bad mistakes. Now that I've allowed myself to feel it, I don't feel the fear of just feeling and failing, which is creating a profound level of difference in the way that I interact with others in my life and the opportunities that are presenting themselves to me as a result. Well, that's so interesting to hear you, you know, explain how you work through the, how you understood the entitlement piece and how you're able to see what's underneath. And what I'm really hearing is that when you're able to see what was underneath that kind of surface level presentation of what entitlement, how it showed up for you, you're able to access this whole new realm of action and this whole new realm of understanding that then stopped you feeling stuck and, and pushed you in a different direction. And I think it's interesting as well to look at entitlement and how often like culture can kind of determine what our expectations are. Like you've spoken about this before, this conventional path that we kind of walk and how that lays out how life should be. And you're right, often it doesn't work out that way. But then being able to use when things don't turn out as I expect, using those as initiations to step into a, a new version of yourself or a, a more fuller version of yourself, that that feels that feels so powerful. So we're at this halfway point in the year where you've you know really opened this new door where entitlement has been almost healed. It's been understood at a deeper level, more of a spiritual level, and now you're stepping into a, a new a new phase. And can you share some of the healing tools that you use then? You mentioned this piece about seeing yourself, you know, the mirrors and things. Tell us some more about how did you use that 
entitlement closure as a, a launch pad to, to take you where you are now? Well, I think one is leaning into the mirrors in your life. Do not run from the truth. So tell, what do you mean by mirrors? Let, let's unpack that a little bit more. So I think for a while there were like, there were things that I didn't want to address, whether it was my partnership with my last business partner or there were fears that I had in relationship or there were unspoken like elephants in the room that I just didn't want to go into sweaty conversations. Let's call them that. Right. And what I realized this year was like avoiding that stuff doesn't make it go away. It just makes everything louder Mm. and it accumulates. Mm -hmm. So when I say leaning in, like the first half of the year was like, I think the last few years have been really intense for me because I haven't actually run from my problems. Okay. I've just gone into them. And when I say going into them, what does that mean? It means having hard conversations, allowing yourself to experience rejection and feel the feelings of rejection, allowing yourself to be wrong and admit that you're not perfect, allowing yourself to like go deep into those insecurities of not feeling enough and share those with others at the risk of being labeled as not manly, as not cool, as a failure, whatever the word you want to call. I think the deeper I went into allowing myself to do that, the faster I just cleared out all of the fears that were present in my system that were stopping me from doing the things I want to do in my life. Like, and, and it was hard. It still is hard. It's not easy to have sweaty conversations, but quality of your life is 100% dependent on the number of difficult conversations you're willing to have. What was one of the hardest conversations you had this year and how did that, how did that kind of shape things? I think Gina and I having a conversation about whether we were meant to be with each other. Like we went through a serious breaking point at one point where like she was looking at me, she's like, Roger, I love you, but like, like, I don't know if like, and she had her own insecurities about what she wanted in relationship. And, and we were talking about our codependencies and what we were going through. And I just remember that being so hard for me to hear that, like me showing up the way that I was, was not enough. Even though I loved her dearly, even though I did all the things, like it just wasn't enough. And then that sparked, but I leaned in like that was, I think that was like back in June, May, maybe. But I remember leaning in and I was like, okay, like there's two things that can happen here. I could either like be all pissed off and be like, you don't fucking appreciate me. You don't appreciate anything I've done. I could probably go that route of entitlement, right? Mm -hmm. And get mad, angry, break up, and then end up in another relationship where I find myself in the same fucking situation. Or I can surrender and listen to this woman. And just listen and hear what she's saying and feel all of the insecurity and the rejection and everything. Sit in it because I'm a powerful masculine force and make choices from there. And that was, that's what I did. Just made choices. I sought out mentors. I, I just started making choices. 
that were in alignment with me being the most, the highest version of myself. I took the feedback that she gave. I took what I liked and I threw away what didn't resonate, but I listened. And that was just a really tough. I mean, she's been my most powerful mirror, hands down. When we're on fire, I am crushing it. When we're not on fire, there's something off within me. It always comes back to like, I think this is when I come to masculine leadership. Like I think I find that when I am in clarity and I have conviction in my path, in my truth, and I am moving with commitment in a direction, the world sort of orients around me. And I think that's true for everybody. When you are clear and convicted in your path and you're not wishy-washy, you don't have a plan B, you're just like, I'm going here. This is the direction I'm going and I'm, it's happening. There's an energetic signature to that that I just can't. It's like the universe is like, okay. And it just clears a path. And I think that was, that's what I mean by like being a true fully embodied creator. Like that's what I, I think I really stepped into this year, which was moving through all of the mental layers, the emotional layers that were like clouding my clarity, clouding my conviction, clouding my connection to myself. And when all that was gone, all that was left was just me. And when I'm a clear vessel, everything else just seems to be better. This is why I just believe in doing this inner work and healing and processing. Like when I say healing, it's like processing all this, these triggers that are like stored in the body. Like I like to think of these triggers as little echoes of things that happened much earlier in life that you didn't fully process. And that's kind of where it is like when you allow yourself to feel these insecurities, what you're actually doing is you're feeling the insecurity of a younger version of you that didn't have the tools to do that previously. So like you might have this fear that you're not enough today, but that fear and that feeling and that belief was created much earlier in life and it was just stored in your body. And what I find is that like by leaning into all of these challenges and just allowing myself to feel, I just cleared my vessel and I don't have them anymore. Like I, I have difficult conversations all the time now. Like, uh, in fact, in, in fact, second half of the year with Gina, after that conversation, I kept checking in with her mm. and that was triggering. It was like, like for like three months, like I was getting so triggered. And then in October, we both finally realized that like this trigger that was showing up about us not being together was the deepest abandonment wound that I had. Like I had this deep, like physical somatic storing of like a, a fear that like my mom was going to leave me. It was the craziest. I had this like big awareness. Like I had Victoria Rose on my podcast who talked about like, epigenetic imprinting and, you know, prenatal birth stuff. And like, I feel like, and then when I process that, everything's great. Now I can have sweaty conversations with Gina about us exploring our relationship and our future together. And I don't get triggered. It's just a conversation. I don't feel like a saber toothed tiger is coming at me right now. I'm just fine. 
But I think that takes you just sitting into the discomfort mm. and allowing yourself to be without coping. I'd love to ask you, what is the difference, sticking with the subject of mirrors, people in situations being mirrors, how do you discern the difference between what is a reflection of you or compared to like a projection? So how do you know it's your stuff and not someone else's stuff? You have to connect to your truth. You have to connect to you, right? Like I like to think and believe. Here's the thing. This is, a, a, I think, a piece of advice from Jesse Elder. I think he had um, posted something like this. I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. So, uh, you know, say that. But, you know, he listens to everything, but he doesn't digest everything. So if there's somebody who's giving you unqualified advice. So there's one, that one piece. Second piece, projections to me. It takes practice to sort of discern between a reflection and a projection. If somebody's in a trigger or there's something like, and, and I think you can, so if there's somebody else in a trigger, I think you can most likely say that there's a projection. Um, or if there's like an elevated level of emotion attached to it, I think that certainly has projection vibes. But I would argue that everything can be a projection and a reflection. Because we are just mirrors. Like it's like what I see in you is what I see in me. Right. But that doesn't mean that they're not seeing it in you. So like there's this beautiful, you get to take all the data and just make a decision. Does it land with you? When someone says something, does it resonate? This is coming back to self-trust, which I think is the biggest question of all. Can you trust yourself to connect? and differentiate between projections and truth. Can you trust yourself to sit inside of uncomfortable emotions? Can you trust yourself to, can you start there? I think that's the ultimate point that keep, kept coming back for me this year, which is, can you trust? Right? Can I trust myself? Can I trust my intuition? Can I trust others? Can I trust the world? Right, like these deeper layers, you know, that's, that's part of the journey of healing, I think, is developing greater and greater levels of trust. And I think all these different experiences, whether it's in relationship with another person, like that's helping you trust other people, right? Like there's that. And then there's relationship with the world and God, like there's trusting God. That's a whole conversation there. You know, like I think to me, self trust is, uh, it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. It's, I think the initiation of a lifetime is developing more trust in the divine, in others, in yourself. And even if people hurt you, it's trusting that there's a deeper layer. Like, you know, one of the, the guiding principles for me in healing has become seeing through the eyes of others. You know, like when somebody hurts me, can I actually connect to what they're going through in their lives that caused them to show up the way that they did. doesn't excuse the hurt by any means, but it helps me go back out to a grander picture and connect to when I, again, coming back to the granddaddy this up here, this grand picture of looking at all people and this entire system of life that we're somehow dancing inside of. 
seeing through the eyes of others is one tool that I've found to not just love others more, but love myself more. So like in July, I had an experience with someone named Jimmy Rouse, who led us into a meditation of seeing through the eyes of the first person who saw us come into this world. You know, Adam Roa, who I've had on the podcast, one of my early guests on the podcast, talked about treating yourself like someone you loved. Like, these are all concepts of seeing through the eyes of others. You're either seeing yourself through the eyes of others or you're seeing other people through the eyes of this divine being that's like just the witness and just seeing this person and their life. So if you have parents that were mean to you or challenging to you or hurt you or abused you, can you go a layer back and look at how they were raised and then go a layer upon that and look at how their parents were raised? And can you see the transference of generational trauma that's leading to this specific action today? Like I said, it doesn't excuse anything. But when I start to look out and see through the eyes of others, it helps me release this attachment and this expectation of others being different than they actually are. I don't need you to be different. I just need to set better boundaries. I need to speak clearly on what I will tolerate and not tolerate. And that to me has been a really powerful tool. And in relationship, I mean, it's helped Gina and I come so much closer together. Like when we can be curious about when we trigger each other and when we can be curious about like how, when she started getting curious about me and my like when, when I started getting triggered about like every time we'd have a conversation about our future, I would just go into like pure panic. And then eventually she told me, she's like, Raj, this doesn't feel like you're getting triggered about us. It feels like there's something deeper. She was practicing seeing through the eyes of others. She was practicing, wow, what did Raj experience in his life? What did his mom experience in her life? Because it's not just your upbringing, right? Like if my mom experienced the challenging experience in her life where she felt very scattered and afraid and she didn't feel that love she needed to feel from her father and she didn't have the tools to process it, it lives in her body. And because I have her DNA in me, it also lives in me. And this trigger in my relationship is activating the deepest core emotional imprints that may or may not even be from this lifetime, but it's triggering it because that's how much I care about Gina. So there's this opportunity, I guess, if I look at this in that way of like, I think there are just certain principles. So like that's one principle. Like, so I guess if I, we summarize two principles that have come through this podcast, one is feeling those feelings that are present today without even needing to understand them or be right, but like surrendering the need to be right and just allowing yourself to feel, trusting that you can always come back into more power later, like trusting that like if you feel this feeling, you're not going to get stuck in it forever. Like you feel it, it's gone, move on. Like that is one of the most potent medicines of all, which allows you to really connect to your center and your truth. From there, you can begin speaking your boundaries and speaking what you need to speak and, and having conviction and clarity in the direction you want to go. And then the second is just seeing through the eyes of other people and seeing yourself through the eyes of the people that love you.
those are two ways to really heal. And, you know, coming back to awareness, like it's like the more awareness you have of these types of tools, like when you become aware of somebody's upbringing or how they were raised or the circumstances that are causing someone to act in the way that they are, you can connect, you can come back to your heart. Coming back to your heart, I think is, you know, living in your heart is very different than living in your mind. Your mind is constantly calculating, looking for outs. It's trying to protect. It's trying to survive. Living in your heart is a, um, it's, I think, a way to truly play with life and with your relationships that has trust implied in the journey. Like when you're connected to your heart, like you're connected to the fact that the waves are going to be crashing before you die or before you were born and they'll be crashing after you died. Like there's this universal connectedness that is operating from the heart. And our job as beings, as spiritual beings living inside of human bodies is to continue ascending through all these layers of awareness. Like the base level awareness is fear, which is the beliefs, the stories, the traumas. But like as we heal those and move above, we're now connected into love. And when we create from love, my gosh, there's so much more to be experienced in life. And I, I feel like these last three years, this initiation has brought me to that place. Like I feel so grounded in my heart. And I feel so connected to the truth of love in the moment that I, I don't fear in the way that I used to. I don't have the same fears. I, I still have fear, of course, but I don't have, I'm not as swayed by them, I guess. I'm not as afraid of the unknown as I think I was at one point in my life. Yeah, I think it's interesting how, you know, over time we navigate our relationship with fear because I think so we, all, we all have some, we all have a relationship with fear because our nervous system is designed to um, show up to protect us from things that might cause us harm, but then how that fear can limit our experience and how it can make us afraid to connect at that deeper level with with people. So I love how you've shared how you've had these experiences that have been able to make you more connected and more heart-led. Um, that, that, that just sounds so beautiful. How have all these experiences transformed who you are as a leader? I think when I'm in my... You know, as I think about creating healthy teams, you know, it really is like everything I've learned over the last two years is what creates health in others, right? So like connecting to your heart, taking the time to do that, not having any victim energy in your creations, like owning your power, truly being confident. Like I think the more I embody these truths and these philosophies, the more I can inspire them in my team and others and our customers and our partners the more I can embody groundedness, the more safety I can inspire in the people around me, right? Like, because now I don't get triggered every time Gina and I have a conversation about our relationship, she feels safe enough to go into the depths of her fears, her biggest insecurities. It started with me. I have to start, I have to lead, which is, I think, the energetic principle of the masculine. I think the masculine leads 
that is in all of us, not just saying men. It's, I'm just saying like there's, we all have masculine and feminine energies, the yin and the yang. And I think the yang is the, the, it's the truth. It's, it doesn't waver. It's almost like I like to think of the yang as like a giant tree trunk. And then like the wind, the weather, that's the yin. It's like the, it's like the, the yang is the tree trunk and the, the yin is the snake that kind of like wraps itself around the tree trunk, like it can form water. Like, and so I think the more I, I come into more clarity and conviction in my path and my choices and where I'm headed, and I can clearly communicate that without fear of being judged or the fears that stop people from speaking their truth, the more I can be in congruence. Um, I think it just creates healthier teams, creates healthier um, relationships, and it inspires more safety because there's nothing safer than saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Like that is at the end of the day, like when people don't have to guess around you, it's safe. So it's like, it's been a, a long journey to get to this point. Fuck. I, I, I mean, I'm continuously growing and learning. I don't know what next year's reflection will inspire or say, but. I certainly feel like this year, this year has just been um, a journey into more connection, more clarity, more conviction, more congruence, more confidence, all the C's. And it's funny, like I, I wrote uh, just on that, you know, three years ago, I wrote a vivid vision and put it on my website. And it took me years to actually live into it. Like, it's like I was breaking in that open because I was like, this is where I want to go. This vision is what I want to go into. And I talked about the five values. And I feel like this journey of this initiation has been me. I wrote that vision for myself to like live into. And uh, it's amazing how you kind of just foreshadow I feel like I'm at the end of a very beautiful chapter and, and, and the entering of a very beautiful, beautiful next phase of creation and love and connection. So I feel very grateful. And I'm so grateful that you, again, you've been watching this thing from the sidelines for quite some time now. And it's, uh, it's pretty magical to just have you along for the ride. So thank you. So do you, should we do the last final questions? Like if you had to theme the year, I think maybe we already answered that, but just to give you another chance, if you had to theme the year 2022, how would you theme it? I think it was the final initiation. It was the initiation into um into into the truth of love, the truth of who I am. Like into the healthiest, most expressed version of Raj that I can be that isn't expecting anything around him to change. It's elevating his capacity to experience life no matter what life is and trusting that everything is here exactly on time. I have all the time in the world to experience everything I was put here to experience and um, just uh, loving with a full heart. It's really the only purpose that I think I truly I'm here to live into all the other things are just bonuses. So, um, final question, Raj, how did you stay grounded in 2022? I'd say reflection, community. Gosh, now that I'm in Nosara, 
the ocean. <laughs> but yeah, how I stayed grounded up until November versus how I stayed grounded now is a very different question. But uh, yeah, I think reflection and community. I had some powerful mentors and guides and angels that just showed up in my life. Um, and reflection in particular, I want to say this because the things that you think are super big problems in the moments, the power of reflection is when you look back on it, they don't seem that bad. And when you remember that, when you remember that, that like even those things that you thought were so awful are actually not that bad. It changes the entire uh, way you look at challenge or perceived obstacles. You're just like, okay, yeah, this sucks right now, but in a year, I really won't be that bad. And, um, and I think reminding myself of that's important. So that, I think, is how I stay proud. So, well, thank you for sharing your reflections for 2022, for being so open, taking us on this beautiful journey, and see what unfolds in the year ahead. Yeah, should be fun. All right, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.